Well, welcome to the Diving Pod. I'm Mia Valle, uh, NCAA national champion and bronze and silver world medalist recently. <laughs> and I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney. And this prod- podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Get over to sidelinescout.com. Hit up the poolside live. Check out all they have to offer. Uh, as we will mention later in the episode, we have a coaches clinic, coaches camp coming up down in Moultrie, Georgia from September 23rd to 25th. We will be using a whole bunch of uh, Poolside Live, Sideline Scout. We're going to be getting together with all the coaches and reviewing video. So there's a ton of things that Sideline Scout is uh, have as far as capabilities. So make sure you get over there and check that out and uh, get yourself hooked up with the best in the business. So we are so fortunate to have Mia on. Mia has been on an absolute tear in the diving world the last few months. Um, But before we get into the diving journey, we want to mix it up a little bit. I want to know what are some of the things you do outside of the pool first, you know, whether it's hobbies or talents or just like random facts about Mia. Um, Well, I have to say probably like a lot of student athletes we don't get much time like to ourselves outside the pool especially uh my majors marine bio so that does take a, a good amount of work at home but um I'd say in, in terms of small hobbies like I do really like to read um most of the time like fantasy books and stuff like uh I don't know like the Percy Jackson series or Harry Potter one yeah of my favorites growing up um, that's cool and I guess another thing this is like pretty centered on Miami but like going to the beach is one of my favorite favorite activities to do I love like even going in the morning and like reading a book and just like you know taking a few minutes to reset is always the best feeling yeah I would imagine being down there and the beautiful sunshine that's probably a a good way to get outside yeah awesome so now we'll kind of jump in here so walk us through um just your journey into the sport of diving how you got involved Uh, maybe kind of take a stop and walk us through your recruiting process, um, being from Canada and how you found Miami and other schools you may have looked at and what made the difference and where you are now. Um, Well, in terms of starting diving, I started when I was five and uh, up in Montreal, we have uh, like these summer pools since obviously summer is like two months a year. So (laughs) people don't really, people do have outdoor pools, but it's not a a big thing since you don't get to use them for so much of the year so they have like communal pools that open up and they have like a swim team dive team synchronized swimming team those things and so I was learning to swim and I like kind of looked over to the diving boards and was like oh that looks pretty fun like they look like they're having fun and so I tried it and automatically loved it and went right into like winter diving at an indoor pool in Point Claire and uh I started with Dave Bedard and he was an amazing coach. I was with him until I was maybe 13 and just like really fun, like so interactive, so helpful, just really like an amazing person to grow up with kind of thing. And then I, I went to Ewa for a couple of years and uh, kind of started taking off, started on the international scene. Um, I mean, my first international competition, I was only 14. Like I never made anything was that when I was younger. Um, so right away I started that and went right into senior competitions as well, like Canada Cup and Grand Prix. And then um, I was with Iwa until I was about 17, uh, 16. And then I actually, I actually quit for six months about. 
I had no intention of coming back, but um, I needed like a step back from just the whole environment, just diving, just everything. And uh, after a while, I kind of got bored if I had to be honest with only having school and nothing to do at home and stuff and so I decided to like try it again kind of thing and I actually started with uh, Stefana Point at uh, the Camel Club in Montreal again but it was a lot further from my house that's why I wasn't there originally and uh, that was an amazing an amazing decision he really helped me like re-fall in love with the sport most of my friends were in his group as well. So that was really good and um, really helped me come back. And I mean, it really only took me a couple months and I had already qualified for junior world championships. And uh, I was with him for maybe a year and a half. And then again, qualified for university games and stuff, was having a good time. But I also kind of realized uh, during the break that I took that yeah, a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids, when they go into sports, they the Olympics really is their end all be all goal. Like that's what they want to do. And I kind of realized that that had never really been how I felt, you know, I'm a very competitive person. I obviously always did my best, always wanted, but it was kind of like, if it happens, it happens. But at the end of the day, like there's so much more I want to do with my life as well. And, uh, in Canada, they, they don't really like when you go to the States. Um, they'd rather you like, you know, train in Canada with their coaches and stuff. And so when I decided that maybe the Olympics wasn't the, the end goal for me, or it was a goal, but maybe not like what I wanted to put all my energy into, I decided that school was actually really important to me. And I really wanted a degree, which they don't have the same support in Canada as they do here. So it was really hard it would have been really hard for me to get a college degree in four years at the same time as diving. Usually it takes people about six or seven kind of thing. Um, and uh, so I decided to look into going to the States and I didn't really know anything about it. And I didn't mention it to anybody because of the like stigma around it in Canada. Um, but my coach, uh, Stefan actually did find out eventually and he, when he talked to me about it, he was like, I'm fully, very supportive, very like amazing. But he did say like, these are the schools with the coaches that like I believe in. And one of them was Miami. And I started looking into Randy and I found out that he had coached Ruben Ross who went to the mm -hmm. Olympics while he was at Miami with, yep. with Canada and had a good relationship with uh, like the, the coaches here in Canada and like the even the the staff and the our manager and everything and so I sent out an email to him you know no response <laughs> sent out another email no response <laughs> get a little I was a little uh, disheartened after those but um, I ended up contacting actually Millie Hafferty didn't even know her at the time but just thought like maybe I'll reach out to uh, you know one of his divers maybe he missed the emails and uh, she spoke to him and he almost immediately offered me a full a full ride and uh I not even joking my mom was in the room when he called me I like I called her when I got this random 305 call and uh we both cried oh because I was so like this is what I want I want to go there 
I'd wanted to do marine biology since I was a kid too. And I knew like that would have been like the school to do it at. I don't yeah. know if I would have done that major anywhere else. Right. And uh, no, we seriously cried. I was so happy. Oh, that's, that's incredible. Now, did you look at or consider any other um, schools in the U.S.? The only other school I went on a recruiting trip to was uh, UCLA. I had a friend there, oh, Eloise yeah. Benanger, mm-hmm. and she had been doing really well. And I knew they had that uh, Russian diver, Maria, mm-hmm. I yep. believe. And so I looked there, but it just wasn't the right fit. Didn't have the same, you know, relationship with Canada that I was looking for. Yeah. Um, and it just, even since I started, since my coach had told me like Randy was a, an amazing coach and somewhere to go to, and I'd started like really researching Miami. Like that was my one goal. That was the one place I really wanted to go to. Well, and it, it has to just be pretty comforting knowing like Ruben Ross was a name that was around when Aaron and I were in like high school and like, (laughs) he was a stud. And so it had to just be one of those things like, okay, like this worked for him. And, and you could see that kind of transition being an easy transition. Now, did you take a recruiting trip to Miami or was it like you got the phone call and you're like, that's it. I I got it. No, I I did take a recruiting trip. I wanted to see where it was, you know, Mm -hmm. make sure that it really was where I wanted to go. And like awesome. being with the team, seeing how Randy was like the first day I went to dinner at his house with the whole team, like just like seeing that everybody was a big family and even like stepping on the campus. The campus is just insanely beautiful <laughs> that like within within the first like two hours, I knew this is really like this was it. This is where I wanted to go. That's wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Well, we'll switch gears a little bit. Um, the outline I made here, uh, we made it before. Uh, NCAA nationals and then we edited it after nationals now we edit it again after world championships so there's just a whole bunch of like whoa this has been a crazy run uh, Mia's been on so if you would walk us through the women's one meter at division one nationals uh, if we recall correctly you were diving first which means you qualified eighth and then ended up just diving out of your mind and winning and not only talk about that experience, but also what the balance is between doing the harder dives, uh, which you do, uh, inward two and a half and reverse two and a half on one meter. And then, you know, the, the trade-off sometimes, or, you know, I guess that for you lack of trade-off cause you're doing those big dives so well. Um, well, I do have to say that was at least the prelims, one of the most stressful competitions I've ever done because I made it in by, um, I think it was like one point or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember, cause I dove first in the, in the prelims as well. Yeah. And I, 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 I had not done that great. And uh, I was seriously just sitting beside Randy holding our trainer's hand the whole time because I didn't, I didn't look at the score. So I didn't know where I was going to final dive and we were just holding hands and she was like, okay, this person was in front of you. Okay. This person has a chance of catching you. And just mm-hmm. every time just watching myself go down and uh yeah, I mean, I mostly just wanted to to make the final because I wanted to, you know, I missed my inward in the prelim. I wanted to show what I could do. I knew I could do it well. Um, and in, then in the final, I was just, I don't know. I just wanted to, to dive my best. I didn't even know I was going to win when I got off the board on that last dive. Everybody was congratulating me and I'm still like watching the points. <laughs> but uh no, I think I just, I was just, uh, just trying to do my best, you know, and just trying to put, put my best foot forward. And, uh, I always tell myself in meets, like, this is what you need to do. But like, if you mess it up, like 
there's going to be another one. You're still an amazing diver. Like I reassure myself for every dive. And I think that that helped in that stressful competition. Yeah. It's, it's just been really cool. I'm from Minnesota. So, you know, naturally I'm a big Sarah Bacon fan and we know what we're going to get with Sarah, you know, she's going to throw down a big list and she does a little bit lower degree difficulty, but she does everything for super high judge scores. Mm -hmm. And then it's so interesting and fun to watch this women's contest evolve into doing these bigger dives like yourself because you have the capabilities of catching and beating a Sarah Bacon when you're hitting them because the DD is just higher and that's what you get with higher DD. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, that, that is one of the reasons that, that I do those dives because uh, I mean, Sarah's an amazing competitor. I've been competing against her for a couple of years now and just so steady, so incredible to watch like beautiful diver. And I pretty much knew that my only chances of, beating her would be having that degree of difficulty and I think that's one of the reasons um Randy pushed me as well to to learn those dives because up in Canada one meter is not as big we don't usually have it at nationals like because it's not an Olympic event um like they don't usually compete at world championships or commonwealth games either um so I wasn't used to like practicing one meter that much when I got here but I think it's been just such an amazing like like experience to be learning these new dives because I never would have thought coming here. I didn't even think I could do a reverse two and a half. And here I am doing an inward. Even when I learned it, I remember looking at Randy and being like, why am I doing this? No girl can do this well enough to, to be able to compete with it. And then I remember one day I did one of them. I did one that was for maybe sevens and I went, Oh my God, I can do this. And since that day, <laughs> I've been doing them every day. Nice. That's, yeah. inc that's incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, Aaron always lets me ask this question. It's one of my favorite questions to see people's reactions. Um, you know, talk to us and our listeners about what it means to be a part of the Miami diving program and kind of just that legacy that that diving program has. I mean, honestly, I am so honored to be a part of this program. It's such a point of pride with me to be able to say I dive with the Miami Hurricane team. Um, I mean, there's just so many aspects of it you know, the legacy of having so many great divers, so many D1 champions. And then you go, you know, we go to these meets, we go to ACCs and like, we're all up there. We're all celebrating each other. And it's also like, just having this, that sense of like teammates, which I think comes from like uh, the points and everything at NCAAs and all that stuff. Uh, there's just such a, a sense of being part of a team that I didn't necessarily have in Canada because they're more, it's more focused on like, this is an individual sport instead of like, as a team, we're making these points. Yeah. Um, that it, it just feels amazing to have, you know, everybody's, everybody's cheering for you, you know, ACCs, like all the swim teams come and sit by during the finals. And it's, it's just such a great feeling being here. Yeah. I, um, for our listeners, I was telling Mia about a story about visiting Miami. And one of the coolest things Randy did after that practice was he let uh, myself and the other coach that was with me uh, get it on like the cheer at the end of practice. And I'm like, oh, like that's the closest I'll ever be to being like a diver at Miami. And it was awesome. Like you can just see the fun you all have at practice. Yeah. And it's like it's just this really special place. It's a very, very special place. So I just kind of I was really happy to hear you kind of describe it that way. No, it is. And everybody, it, it's just so 
so rare too that everybody is so dedicated to the sport every single person on the team wants to be a practice wants to work their hardest and put as much effort as they can into it and I think it just rubs off on you so much I've never just so easily like wanted to dive my best and wanted to do everything I have to do do you think you know kind of circling back a little bit to your youth in terms of getting bored do you think that aspect of it being a little bit more individual focus in Canada versus once you've gotten to Miami and it's that team atmosphere and that support. Do you think that has been a difference and maybe why like you are just enjoy, it seems like you are just have hit this new stride and it's just like, you love what you're doing. I think, I think it does a little bit. I think, uh, I think I do enjoy myself a lot more um, diving down here. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, I think just having like all these people around me that, that are supporting me, which I did have, did have in Canada. But I think, um, you know, as I've gotten older and I came down here and like mentally was more focused on diving. Right. uh, I think, I think everything together has made it that like, I am enjoying myself a lot down here and just in the team and at practice and everything. That's great. You know, one, um, one last question, I think, I think a lot of times in our sport, um, sometimes it's like, if your teammates are good too, it's like, Oh, like that stinks. So-and-so beat me today. You know, mm-hmm. do you feel that? Or do you feel it as a sense of like, I, I loved what you said earlier of like, you're all just rubbing off on each other. And that like greatness is contagious almost like, is that what you get the sense of? And it was that something that maybe surprised you a little bit that it was that contagious and supportive? Um, yeah, I think I would have thought maybe there was a little more competition, kind of like, like, uh, that maybe there would be more like bitterness, I guess I would think, you know, when you put that many competitive people together, but there, there really isn't like my best example that I could give probably would be, uh, you know, I I dive with Emma Galshand and she is an amazing diver, (laughs) an amazing athlete, but the most impressive part is she's just such an amazing teammate, like so happy for everybody. So supportive just making sure everybody has everything together. Everybody's at their best on the day of the competition, whether she's competing against you or not. Yeah. And uh, she's actually my roommate now and everything. And I just have to say it like, it does, it does rub off on you. So when, you know, she comes to train and I'm like, Oh my God, this girl, she's so amazing. And then, you know, I have like, you can compare and you can like look at other people and see what they're doing. And I think having her with me has also like pushed my diving a lot further than I would have thought it would have. But at the same time, you know, we both seem to understand that, you know, a competition's a competition and on competition days, we do tend to like stay a little more separate. You know, we both, if we do bad, we give each other space and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, like outside of the, outside of the pool, we're like best friends and we awesome. like, don't let it affect our, affect that. That's awesome. Cool. Really, really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> So as I mentioned before, and Heath mentioned too, this Division One championship kind of kickstarted a whole bunch of greatness um, with the Futures Cup, the Canada Cup, and then most recently World Championships. Can you uh, can you tell us what it's like representing Canada on the international stage and, and specifically World Championships? What was that experience like? Well, I have to say that in general, going back to Canada was very stressful. You know, I hadn't I hadn't been back almost since leaving to Miami. I did one nationals, but then COVID hit. 
and I really didn't do well at the nationals either. I came like sixth, I believe. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so coming back was very stressful as much as I also knew that since Jen had retired, that spot was kind of open for grabs. Um, so I didn't do super well at my first nationals, but I think I kind of was able to shake that nervousness off. And then when I went to futures cup, it was more relaxed. You know, there wasn't many divers, there wasn't many coaches from Canada either. And I think that event doing so well there as well, like really, um, boosted my confidence. And so then when I came back and I came back actually with Randy to our second nationals, um, which was an amazing as well, having him there and where I won both, both events. I think, I think those two together really, really, I, I proved to myself that, you know, I can, I can perform on any level at any time. Like, and then, uh, so I think that confidence just kind of grew and then Canada cup as well. I did really well. And, uh, when I did get to world championships, I remember one meter, I was really nervous. Cause like you said, with the degree of difficulty I had knowing I could do those dives well, I knew I could do well, but when I got to three meter, I'm kind of looking around and, you know, you've always seen world championships as this huge meet with these incredible divers, that, which it, which it is, but it kind of seems unattainable when you're younger. Mm-hmm. And when I got there and I looked around, I kind of realized like, these are the same girls I've been competing against since since I was a kid like it's not at the international stage it's the same people because it's the generation that moves up and so that kind of made me feel better and then a lot of girls I've competed against that the in the NCAA circuit as well um so I just remember in that three meter event at least prelims and semis being just honestly super calm which is very weird for me but I think the the confidence I'd gained from those other events and then my one meter event as well and then kind of having this realization that like, I am really on the same level as these people, like that's not unattainable anymore. It's not like, and uh, so, yeah, I would just, I just remember like getting up on the board for every dive and just, I could see it in my, in my, in my mind. And I was just like, I know exactly how to do this. Like, I don't that's cool. question it. Like, yeah. Almost like you just, you got that feeling of, all right, I belong here. This is, yeah. this is where, this is my spot. I I'm good enough to be here. Now let's just go. Yeah. That's awesome. Which I didn't, I definitely didn't expect going into it. Sure. It's, it's pretty neat. Like Aaron said, it's neat how everything kind of, it almost was just aligned for you to build that confidence for that point to then finally be like, Oh, I got this. Like I've competed (laughs) against these people. I have beat or like just been right there with them for you to just kind of put it all together. That's incredible. Like, Mm -hmm. do you feel as you've went through from March until now that you have done anything different in your own time to kind of take that next step, whether that's training mental or just taking care of yourself, or has it just really been like things have just fallen together at the right time? Um, I don't think I've done anything expressly. Um, I mean, since NCAAs, I've been nonstop. I've had max a week and a half between every meet kind of thing. (laughs) So but I think that, but like looking back, definitely there is so much that has changed. So when I look back at videos of say, even before NCs, like at ACCs where I won like three meter, I'm looking back at that diving and I'm going like, wow, like I look so different now. Like my diving looks so different. And I think it's that every competition, I kind of added one more correction, one more thing. And I like, just didn't let anything like slip to the side. 
And uh, I think with having also like such a small time between events, I usually like dive better when I get to a competition, like even just like, even just getting there like the practice days. And so I think having so little time in between, I kind of just never like came back down from that and diving that consistently for so long. Like even now, like I've had three weeks and it's, it's now changed from just always feeling like I'm in competition to just, like I said, like that confidence, like even in practice, I get on the board and I'm like, I know exactly how to do this dive. Like, I don't need to worry about it. Like, that's awesome. And it probably, ter- I, I doubt there's very many of your competitors from division one that are listening, but if I was a division one female, I would be terrified. I'd be like, crap, like this girl does not need more confidence. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man. So that is just, it's so think- neat to hear. I think it also just speaks to confidence in general, right? Like we as coaches, Heath, we will, there are so many times, especially with my young female athletes where I just want to like inject them with confidence, right? They get on the board and, and either their body language or their facial expression. It's just like, no, no. Once you're up there, it's all eyes on you. Watch me go. I got this. And I just, after hearing this story from you, Mia, it's just one of those like realizations, like, okay, I might be onto something because you are, are just as good. I, I suppose as you all, you have always been, and it took the one meet at NCAAs and then a couple more after that to realize, yeah, I, I am, I'm on this world stage. Let's just be great. I'm just going to decide here we are. Let's be confident. And, and you got it and you're riding it. And I love it. Yeah. And I think, uh, also like so much of it has to do with, like you said, like a coach telling you, like you deserve to be that confident on the board because honestly, Randy and Dario are, the most amazing coaches I've ever had. Like I've had coaches before that kind of went the route of like putting you down, wanting like you to work harder because you don't think you're good enough. But Randy and Dario have never, ever said anything like that to me. Every single time I put myself down, they're like, look at me. You're an amazing diver. That was a good practice. You did this, this, this really well. Like you should be proud of yourself. Like tomorrow we're going to work on this. Yes. But just every single time there's something uplifting every dive, even you mess something up and they're like, Oh, well, this was good, but you have to work on this. Yep. And I think that also has had such an impact on me, on my mentality coming into competitions. Now, having had that for three years, I can just see such a difference. Yeah. Sure. Well, I, th- I think I, I actually just wrote down what you said. I like to just kind of pick and choose things that people say. And I wrote, you deserve to be confident. And like, you know, if I would imagine if a coach says that to an athlete, like when you you say the word deserve, like there implies that you've done the work, like you, you are, you belong here. And it's like, that's such a powerful statement. Um, so that's so great. So I actually don't know if you got Aaron will know this because I'm a big nerd with diving stuff. I don't know if you guys down in Miami will know this, but you'll have to give Dario a hard time. So the, um, CSCA just came out with this big list. It was in November of like the hundred greatest swimmers and divers of all time. Dario was voted in consensus the number one division two diver that's male that's ever competed. Oh my God. So you guys will have to give him grief over that one, but my high school coach still talks about Dario DeFazio and how amazing he was to watch him dive. So, um, that's just a fun fact of Dario, but, you know, kind of staying in the realm of what's going on recently is, you know, as you've went through these meets, you know, you said something that stuck with me of you keeping corrections and not letting other things fall aside. You know, what are the things that you've identified that you need to work to improve? And what are your goals over the next one to three years? I'm assuming you're probably using a COVID year and coming back for another year, like most athletes. 
I'm, I'm hoping to, I have to speak to Randy about it still, but that's the plan. Yeah. Right. Um, definitely for sure. Paris is, is the end goal. I've kind of, uh, like I said before, the Olympics was never mm-hmm. my end end goal, but now that it's so close, it's kind of just like, yes, this is what I want to work towards for the next two years. This is what I want now. That's, um, that's awesome. And like I said, I'm super competitive. So <laughs> I think even though that wasn't my end goal, I have ended up in, in a place where it is a very real possibility. Yeah. Uh, and in terms of what I need to improve, I'd say, uh, I do want to improve my strength. Um, I think I did really well with that this year. My height and my hurdle got a lot better, but with all these competitions, it's been hard to keep up with weight training and stuff. And so that's one of my biggest goals next year is to try and, uh, do more of that and just gain a lot of strength and obviously work on my hurdle a little bit. You can always make it better (laughs) and more consistent. Um, but I think other than my hurdle, uh, like maybe my entries, um, just on front and inward, I tend to like arch a little bit so it doesn't go completely clean when I go in. Right. And then, um, my back and reverse entries are pretty good, but sometimes they're a little, a little arch, so just try and improve that a little bit and keep the consistency there. That that's all. That makes perfect sense. So just, um, so will you be a senior this upcoming year and then you would have another year on top of that if you use your COVID year? Yes. Okay. That makes sense. So you were a junior this past year. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Well, yeah, I, I just wanted to say on the uh, whole goals and future and potentially Paris, just keep doing your thing. I'm a huge fan of watching this females competition grow. I mean, I feel like in the last two, three years, you and Aranza and I mean, countless other super powerful women are just pushing the envelope and it's like, Whoa, you guys are unbelievable. Just keep doing your thing. Um, so the next question I had here, we, we went over it. We, the fact that you're studying Marine biology and what you hope to do after diving. I got to believe Miami is a perfect spot to study that, but uh, what's the goal after diving is done? Uh, well, I'm not totally sure. I'm trying to get a master's in marine biology with my, uh, uh, with my extra year. And um, so I'm hoping to be able to do that. I have one possibly set up with a professor. So that's really encouraging. And he's super, super helpful with diving, super understanding which is, is rare in, uh, STEM professors. Uh, yeah. but after that, I'm not sure I would want to do a PhD, I think, but again, you know, undergrad is hard enough with diving. And I think I'm going to have to see how I feel after Paris, whether I want to keep going for LA or not, because mm-hmm. I can imagine that, you know, a PhD just doing that alone is, crazy work so doing that both together I don't know if that would be that would be feasible and then I also have to consider once my scholarship goes am I going to stay in Miami am I going to go back to Canada right so there's a lot a lot that I think I'm going to have to wait for the wait for after Paris to decide right got it so this has been uh, kind of one of our fun questions we've recently started asking is what would you tell a young diver who is aspiring to be great? That's looking up to Mia, and they're like, Oh my gosh, like I want to be like her. Um, well, I'd have to say probably the one thing is, you know, the confidence, like you, 
should not doubt yourself once you get on that board like you've done the work and you've put in the work but also just just follow your heart like you know my career has had so many ups and downs where I stopped diving for a while I wasn't sure whether it was the right decision or not and then coming back I'm so much happier so much more dedicated I needed that time you know you kind of have to trust your heart and then I go to the states where people are saying oh you're not going to do great you're going to get too distracted but I decided that's what was best for me and it very obviously was what was best (laughs) for me so I think that's that's the biggest thing is just really follow what your heart's telling you to do because it it will tell you what's right that's incredible I also Um, love the irony of the fact that people told you you'll get too distracted and you (laughs) might be at the most distracting college in America with the things you could do. And it seems like you are more laser focused than ever. (laughs) I think, I think that also goes with, you know, like what your priorities are and like how you're able to balance it. Because in my head, like if I were to only focus on diving, you know, you're not happy unless that's really, I don't know. Some people are, but I wouldn't be happy if that's all I did. You know, I need my weekends. I need my nights out. I need my brunch on Saturday with my (laughs) friends. Like, so I think it really uh, depends on the person. But I do know for me, like that balance is absolutely the key to everything. Like if I, if I didn't have that, I, I wouldn't be happy coming into practice every day and just doing that. And so. Absolutely. Cool. All right, we'll get into our signature questions here. Uh, Mia, we do not treat failure like it's a bad thing. We treat failure like it's an opportunity for growth. You know, you're either winning or you're learning. So from that perspective, what would you say is your favorite failure or your best opportunity for growth? Uh, I'd have to say maybe two things for that one. Um, So my first year here, obviously we didn't have NCs because of COVID, but we did have ACCs and zones. And at ACC's, I don't remember how I did on one meter, but it wasn't great. And three meter, I believe I came 20th. Um, I'd never been in a competition of that size of 50 girls. I didn't know how to deal with it. And uh, so that was just really one of my biggest, like, learning situations for that. Because, you know, I I learned what didn't work pretty much. (laughs) And so for zones, I was able to pull it together a little bit. Because usually in competitions, I'm just super stressed the whole time. Like I like to really focus on the meet and like really go through everything. But, you know, in those long meets, that doesn't work. You can't be stressed for three and a half hours. You're going to, you're going to run, run yourself dry. So then I got to zones and I was doing great. One meter was the first event. And like I said, you're going to run yourself dry. I knee buckled on my last dive and almost hit the board and failed the dive. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And I remember just after that, just being so upset. But um, we had a, a team manager, an old diver, Cheyenne Kuzno. And she uh, actually was talking to me afterwards. And I think I told her of how I would compete and that I would like kind of rely on the fact that I dove better in competition. So I knew that I had to be stressed to dive better. And she was kind of telling me, like, you don't need to dive better. I've seen you dive. You just need to dive like you do in practice. You need to (laughs) treat it like a practice. And it's something that I have to say, you know, I've gotten a lot of advice in my life, but for some reason that stuck with me and I use it to this day. I get on the board and I'm like, you know how to do this? It's just practice. Like, just treat it like that. Cool. Awesome. 
Very good. So then uh, next one here, you have an interesting perspective growing up in Canada and now coming down to the States for the NCAA. Uh, it's always interesting to hear answers on this one. What do you think the NCAA can do to improve? You know, we always, there's, there's always room for improvement. Everybody can improve, whether it's a business or a person or a, you know, the NCAA, what would you say is a, a, an area where the NCAA can improve? Um, I mean, that's a hard one considering everything that it gives us that I didn't, you know, grow up with in Canada. Yep. Um, and that's, that's kind of the perspective I was honestly looking for. Uh, I think uh, Curtis Matthews had a similar situation yeah. in Australia. You know, they, he came over here because the opportunities and the things that are, are provided are second to none. And I think being from the States, we, we maybe take that for granted a little bit and we're always kind of nitpicking, trying to find something better. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only thing I can say, at least in terms of, you know, the, the swimming and diving part of it is, uh, you know, swimming is a bigger sport, but I would say maybe put, it doesn't seem to be split evenly, you know, like at the competitions and stuff, the, the focus is always more on the swimming and diving is always going around that. So in my head, sometimes it would be nice if it was, you know, actually split 50, 50 and, sure. you know, we got, we got just as much like stuff and as them yeah 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 Absolutely. i get you yeah so uh as we jump in the next few here you know what is your favorite drill so this can be dry land water lineup it could be basic hard whatever you want to take with that but what is your favorite drill to do that you think is the most beneficial for you um i'd say honestly maybe just as simple as a standing 105 on three meter uh, I do it every morning. We have like a set of standing stuff we do on three meter every morning. Been doing it for three years every day now. <laughs> and uh, I I really love that one because it like, at least for the entry, like it just simulates so many different things. Like, you know, it simulates a 107, it simulates a 405, it simulates a 105 on one meter. So I just find that's one of the, one of the ones I enjoy the most because it's, I feel like I'm practicing for like any forward spinning dive. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, so the next one, what is the best advice you've either given to somebody or received from somebody? Uh, well, I'd say the received was the one I spoke about before. Um, awesome. The, you know, treating, not trying to treat the competition like it's any different than practice. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's another thing that's helped me uh, understand how to compete throughout college. Um. I'm not sure I've given much advice. So I can't really, I don't <laughs> no, that's, think I can't do that one very well. That, that's okay. That's okay. And then uh, this is always a fun one. Who would you like to hear us interview next? Who do you think would be a good interview? Um, so I was thinking about this one before actually, and I came up with either Sarah Bacon. I'm not sure if you guys have interviewed her already, yeah. but I mean, she's just such a, you know, composed diver, beautiful diver. So consistent that it would be, really cool to hear like how she handles competition like inside and stuff because she mm -hmm. does not let anything show that's for sure <laughs> no, not and at then all even uh emma emma gullstrand you know she had an interesting um like travel or not travel but like recruiting to come to miami like it was very quick halfway through the semester almost like 
didn't even make it to ACC's because she wasn't here in time. So awesome. I feel like that would be a pretty interesting one. Awesome. We will uh, absolutely reach out to those two. Um, so before Aaron kind of does our send off, we just want to uh, remind everybody uh, summer's kind of winding down. So it seems like most of the summer camps are kind of wrapped up. At least the people who've reached out to us um, as far as clinics and camps, we will have September 23rd, 24th, 25th at Moss farms uh, with Drew Johansson, uh, Jenny kind Johansson and Dr. Megan Nyer will be helping present at that coaches camp as well as the skills camp for the kids. Um, and Aaron, that's it for me. Yeah. Uh, we'll hit us up on Instagram. We are at the diving pod. Our email is the diving pod at gmail.com. Again, t-shirts and hoodies for sale at divingpod.itemorder.com. Enter dive pod at checkout. That gets free shipping. Um, once again, thank you so much, Mia. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure to watch you kind of just explode onto the scene. And uh, when we first started talking, we had to reschedule this interview a few times because she just kept getting better and better at these big competitions. So it was, it was really cool to see that. And congratulations. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. It was an honor. Of course. Yep, absolutely. We'll see you next time.